You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Ah, oh, Outdoor Adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm going to with you for the next about 40 minutes. Um, with me, my partner in crime, the best co-host in all the land on Zoom, Todd Obendorfer. Todd, how are you? Hello, hello. Good to see you, sir. Uh, Todd at the top. Sorry, everybody out there. Didn't know his We got last some name. good sun. We got some good sun coming in. I got I can see it through the skylight on your side. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is one of the perks of being uh in the place that we are in here inside this old nineteen twenties monarch building in downtown Ogden. Sunroof. Sunroof. Oh, we we, we got a good sunroof spot. Um and good haven't done this for a while, spot. but I, I bought some seltzers from Uinta uh for first Friday last week. This is Westwater. Uh, Uinta, feel free to just send us a whole bunch of these. Just keep them coming. These aren't bad at all. So Uinta Brewing out of Salt Lake. Uh... Nice. Yeah. I tried the mango one. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I still. I want to try the lime one next, Ooh. I think. Raspberry is pretty raspberry. It's got a little. <laughs> it's a raspberry. It tastes like raspberry. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah, it's amazing. It tastes like snozzberries. That's uh, mm. Will, uh, Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Mm. That's funny. Hoo-wee. That's uh, a little tart. That's good. I like it. I like that. It gives you a little nice. little kick to it. Okay, so on this week's show, uh, we have, so we are recording, I'm hanging out in Banding 1 inside the Monarch in the heart of Ogden's new Nine Rails Arts District. We do a little trip report. Um Oh my gosh, I don't have a weekly happy. I forgot. On the docket, uh, in the news, including a snow report, and it should snow this week too, which is fantastic. Um, deadliest week, no water, a lion door, Canadian saves an elk. It's like the most Canadian thing ever. Mountain flow, shark, Cole's outdoor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so awesome. RV expansion, give you something worth watching and also something worth listening to. Gear 30 segment, including quite possibly the ugliest char running shoes on the market. So I'm really excited <laughs> to talk about those. Uh, quote of the week, Outdoor Jukebox. All this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 367, Love Outside. So let's charge. Summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Todd to the top. I saw an article. I pulled it up that. Um, because I don't have a weekly happy, so let's talk Sundance. Uh, that Sundance did really well, uh, and Park Park City benefited somehow. I'm not really sure how, but the, but the the numbers were really well, well attended. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I, I saw six movies, five movies, five or six movies. Yeah, and so that's that's not bad considering. Yeah. Um, there was like a a first main screening that you would sort of watch within a time frame. 
because there was a live Q and A if you wanted to catch that directly after. And so, still the cast and the crew, and there was some interaction there uh, to some degree. And then they did a second screening two days later, and that was good for I believe twenty four hours. And so mm. you could see it anytime within that 24 hour frame. So that, yeah, that's nice. That was actually kind of nice. You know, I obviously look forward to getting back to park city again. I love going out there, but they certainly made the most of it. Uh, there's some really good movies that came out of it, just much fewer than usual. But, uh, yeah. I was concerned, but you know, a little bit, obviously, you know, that there are fewer people in park city. So I'm curious to see how they made some money off of that unless people just kept the vacation and just hung out i don't know <laughs> i don't know how that worked i don't but, know but uh, it made me happy for a week um it was a little bit less than the 10 days it usually runs i think it was like five days or something but uh it was still a lot of fun well now it's time for a little bit of weekly unhappy this is un- yes. unhappy and that is uh this is this weekend is typically banff Mountain Film Festival weekend here in Ogden. And usually we do the three-day tour, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at Peerage Egyptian Theater, supporting the Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour, and nothing. Yeah, that I'll, that I'll miss. That, that sucks. Was, that's, yeah. It's invigorating bunch of movies. Now, are yeah. they doing an online thing? Did we miss the online thing? Yeah, so... May- I should check. I haven't seen. Maybe if you're punching keys there on the computer, do a quick search. I just have. I haven't seen anything. You would think I would see something if it's this weekend for crying out loud. Jan came in the store this this a uh, couple weeks ago, and I saw her, and she said, "Hey, it's going to be all virtual this year." And I thought, "Oh, great!" But I haven't seen anything. And so if they put, it'd be nice if there was. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but. Any hooskies. Um, trip report did take the kids skiing uh, again on Sunday. Also, my Chase, uh, who he went skiing today, I said the snow was really weird and bad, but it's been windy up there at the resorts. Uh, Sunday, it was windy all day, Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. It was sunny, though, and, and warm, and the kids had a good time, but it was windy up top. Conditions were kind of weird, um, but it's supposed to snow this week, so that's good. That is good. Uh, on the docket, what's today? The 10th? So the B Street Speaker Series, Ogden Avalanche Roosters B Street Speaker Series is tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. That's the last one. Uh, if you haven't attended one yet, you can cruise down to B Street. We start about 6.30 or jump on the YouTube. Uh, we run it live on YouTube. And then, of course, it lives on, on the Ogden Avalanche YouTube page. And you can rewatch those. Last week's was moving AF. So um, it was uh, it was Mike Mikey up at Snow Basin Patroller who'd been buried by an avalanche, almost died, lived to tell about it. And during the sto- him retelling the story, it was uh, it was very emotional. And so I I found that it was like minute twenty seven or something, and I sent it to I sent it to a few of my friends saying, "Hey, you should watch this. It's it's." really really good um so you can check out that one that one's up at youtube right now but uh are you sending me links i just threw you a link in chat and so it'll show you how you can pay for packages for the virtual film festival and it looks like it runs through 
But we could we'll throw that link in the show notes. But uh, it looks like it's available until October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and then you wow. get packages, um, individual packages that have certain films in them, I assume. And so we will have to research a bit. and We'll get back to you. Otherwise, take a peek oh. and get back to us. Yeah. Us know what you so think. we can throw our own little mini bamf and watch them in the privacy of our own homes. I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. And it looks like okay. they're reasonably priced too so I might might even get a little bit more bang for your buck yeah oh that's great okay i'm gonna i'm gonna click on this link see what happens it'll probably open oh it's not doing anything oh it's opening i never use safari so it's popping up open my safari but uh okay cool cool yeah all right see uh also we have on the docket Valentine's Day weekend, so don't forget about your sweetheart, those of you who have them. Um, Ogden Avalanche Roosters B Street Series. At L, L, yeah, there's an area level one. And so Snow Basin Valentine's Dining Special at the Cinnabar this weekend. So you can, that, that's an option if you'd like to take your, your darling out for dinner up at Snow Basin or hit it after a day of skiing. That would be fun. Um, next weekend is the WSU full moon snowshoe. Also, I think, um, the ski team is going to do their, uh, uphill at snow basin on the 27th as well. And that will be, uh, I think they're going to, they're going to offer timing. So if you want to race it, you can race. It's just for fun, but you can, you can race up, up snow basin. And then also I will be, uh, I think they're going to run the, well, they are going to run the powder keg and I'll be emceeing the powder keg. So that's in a couple of weeks. If you're from Ogden, you should really think about going and racing in the powder keg because it feels like no one from Ogden ever goes down there and does that. And I'm by my, I'm the only Ogden person. I'm by myself. All these Salt Lake people, it's very uncomfortable. Should all... <laughs> You should all yeah there's so, there's such difficult people <laughs> yeah no they are extraordinarily nice i just don't i can't you know, i'm used events here i know i know so many people it's just very natural to say hi to people it's like hey you know and then i go to an event in salt lake and i don't know anybody and i'm like well this is kind of weird i don't know i don't know anybody yeah <laughs> so come you should go to the powder keg uh it, it's at brighton it's they have a recreation division anybody can enter really so it's a lot of fun i, I hear i haven't done it but it's fun to MC. did i did i keep you company there once you did like many years ago you did i remember it was like freezing the laptop almost froze it was really cold yeah and i bought Did you a, wrap up your laptop in a coat or something uh, you have to yeah or else like it a doesn't, poofy sleeve or something yeah like that. it doesn't work if you don't well so then i had like a, a blanket over the mixer i just bought a zoom mixer last year and the first thing i took it to was was that event and uh afterwards it was so cold afterwards it wasn't working right and i'm like oh great i I ruined it after one. So, uh, it, it can't, it survived. It's like the thing like you put it in rice or something. Anyway, it dried out. I don't know what happened, but it worked. But, I, but we bought that Yamaha, that small Yamaha mixer for, to use for the Monarch to use. Cause they were, they were borrowing our stuff for a while. And I got tired of like unhooking all of our stuff for the mixer. So I bought a little tiny Yamaha one 
I'll take that one because that's if that one breaks, we're only out like a hundred bucks or so, one hundred thirty bucks or something. I think that's a good idea. You could see the temperature uh, requirements. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll look those up and say good down to zero because it's yeah, normally yeah. zero degrees in the mornings there. So yeah, it's yeah. very very cold. Um. Oh, I got to give a shout out to. They asked us to Ogden Bicycle Collective. They are having a fundraiser on March 5th. It will be digital, virtual fundraiser. It's called the Lousy... Oh, dang it. I got to click on this because... Oh, Smarch. I spelled Smarch and I autocorrected it to search. It's the Lousy Smarch fundraiser. Uh, Ogden Bicycle, Bicycle Collective online, March 5th. Look for that. Cool. Smarch. Smarch. Let's see what they're doing there. Uh, smart, smarch, march, march and smart. I'm not sure. Smarch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. Let's share, let's share the uh, view skis here. Oh, wait. i got to go down here to share the screen. I'm very clumsy at sharing screens. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. In the news, in the news. I'm moving right along here. Uh the resorts are getting snow in February, so that's good, although not enough because water is dry. We'll talk about that in a minute. Powder Mountain is claiming two in the last 24 with the 40-inch base. Snow basins showing zeros in the last 48 with the 54-inch, but they are bragging about getting, as it says, we are expected to receive 19 inches of new snow over the next five days. So be sure to purchase your day tickets online in advance to guarantee your time on the slopes with us. Excuse me. Yes. Um... 12 out of 12 lifts spinning up there. Access to a 105 runs. Snow Basin at three inches, or Snow Bird at three inches in the last 24. Ooh, they got a, look at that, look at all their propaganda going on here. Lots of words that I'm not going to read. 68 inch base. So it is snowing and uh, that's good. Winter has finally sort of arrived. Although Brandon, it's like 50 I degrees. I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I understand, you know, I'm not a big skier, snowboarder, right. but uh, I do understand fresh snow, what that represents. What's the base, like what's the difference between 54 and 68? Yeah, yeah. When you're skiing. Oh, well, yeah, so you want the, so the snow piles up. And, and when right, it snows and you get 12 inches and then it goes down, but, um, you know, when you walk, in, when you hike the resorts in the summertime and you see all the rocks and the trees and stuff, well, you want those covered when you go skiing. So, um, so is there a bare minimum we need to be at? Yeah, you want to be I at mean, a minimum. Once it gets to a certain point, does it does the base matter that as much? So, uh, you know, these are what were the what were these bases? Um, I think oh, I, I saw like a fifty four, yeah, sixty eight. You'll see them up over a hundred some years. You know, so that's uh -huh. that's really good. Uh, so fifties is okay. It's not great. So it's when, good for snowpack, but for skiers, once it gets to a certain point, yeah, you, does that, you does want that it, matter as much? You do want, well, once it gets over a certain point, not as much, because what you don't want to do is when you're skiing, you don't want to clip rocks and, and trees, right, with your of course, with your yeah. skis. So when it's low low tide, which was the name of one of our episodes a little while ago, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. that's sort of why you're skiing low tide and there's a better opportunity for you to to ruin your skis and your snowboards or whatever so you do want a decent base for sure and then as it grows over the season 
it sort of changes the mountain a little bit in, in parts. You know, the groomed runs are pretty similar, but you can find different different tracks to take and stuff when you get more snow, which is always fun. So, yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Good question. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, deadliest week since I think it was 1910 for avalanches last last week. 14 people died in avalanches last week. This quarter, I pulled up KSL here. Uh, deadliest week of avalanches, U.S. avalanches on record for a really, really long time. Not good. A group in Salt Lake, all in their 20s, uh, got caught. Eight people got caught. Four died. I have friends who were friends with them. I didn't know any of them. Um, it's extraordinarily sad, uh, especially because some, uh, you know, when I mean, it's sad when anybody dies, but then when you're there's sort of a connection there, it makes it a little more real. And then some were in the industry, in outdoor industry, and so that's just... They, you think, well, should they have known better or who knows? Who knows? So it's just, it just sucks. Oh, and by the way, there was a, I've got to pop my ears. There was a avalanche caught on camera in the Uinas by some snowmobilers that was all over Instagram. If you haven't seen that, it is absolutely insane. Uh, nobody died and it's a miracle nobody died because the footage of it will just blow your mind. The conditions out there remain sketchy it just was a bad season for backcountry skiing so um people died last week and let's and let's hope that nobody else dies this season everybody stays out of avalanche terrain check conditions so speaking of mountain bases uh the outlook is dismal for utah water supply with snowpack at just 62 percent of normal according to ksl.com this was by Amy Joe, originally on the Deseret Des News article. Look how they share their articles around. Utah Water Supply Briefing Tuesday delivered grim news amid the state's growing drought conditions, and it is unlikely any coming storms will lift snowpack to even average for this water year. We're in record dry conditions this year. Blah. Clayton told water managers in a virtual meeting that there's little chance, 10% of boosting snowpack in any significant way, given that precip for the water year that began October 1 is still sitting at 62%. So, blech. Might be a bad summer. It means fires. It means maybe some water restrictions. This little kid standing on top of the water. That's kind of cool. Yeah, not good. More snow. i deal with some more snow. Snow more. more. So, you know, do you have a cat door or a doggy door? My unit does. The one across from me does, but yeah. Yeah. Just make, make sure it's not a mountain lion door. Jeez. Those are pretty big. I know. Mountain They're lion. They're not getting through a cat-sized door. It's got to be like a big full-size door. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it, it says breaks through glass door into Mill Creek Canyon home. Oh, geez. Mountain lion broke into a home through a sliding glass door in the foothills of Mill Creek Canyon outside. The man who discovered the animal walked away uninjured. You can just turn around in your house and there's like a friggin' mountain lion there. The oh, incident geez. happened around 11 a.m. Saturday when a man went to check on his family member's house and discovered the home was a little cold, said Scott Root, outreach manager for the Division of Wildlife Resources. When the man went downstairs, he saw a large hole in the sliding glass door and noticed several potted plants scattered around. <laughs> the plant, some plants appeared to have bites taken out of them. Shortly after discovering in the hole, 
discovering the hole in the glass door, the man saw the mountain lion dart out of a corner and run back outside through the broken glass. That would scare the living bejesus out of me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, mountain lions are no joke. Can you imagine having one in your house? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just kind of a surreal thing. Never seen one in my life, <laughs> said John Hughes. Is that the John Hughes? John Hughes. I think that John Hughes has left us, but yes. Has he? Oh, that's a shame. Rip Unless John this Hughes. experience woke him up, which they have. <laughs> brought him back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah brought him back. Oh, my gosh. Oh. How terrifying is that? I'd be terrified it was a, it was a freaking raccoon. It would scare me to death. Oh, you're. Oh I know. Gosh. So the other night, uh, my my wife had left something in her car and sent my daughter out to the car, which which is parked direct like the door from our kitchen. We can see out the door and we can see the car sent the daughter out to get to grab the thing from the car. So she, and she's 11. So she grabs the thing from the car accidentally sets off the car alarm and it's because it's in a carport. It echoes even louder. It was so loud. She screamed like I've never seen any kid scream before like you know there's spider screams and then there was whatever this was like and ran in the house like like feet running in place you know just screaming screaming we, it scared the hell out of us like what is going it's just it's just the car alarm I, I think that's what i would be doing if i saw a cat run at me from inside my house yeah pretty yep it'd be like those cartoons where like you're your body takes off and your clothes are left behind you. You're running in place. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Westwater. Oh, I would hear about this story. This is Canadian man. This is on unofficial networks. The Canadian man witnessed an elk. get It got buried by an avalanche, so he ran over to save it because he's Canadian. So there's this great picture. If you can see if you're the elk is right there. Yeah. The YouTube version. Those of you who are listening on the podcast, join us on YouTube. You can kind of watch what we do here. It's sort of fun. Uh, and there's a picture here. They circled the elk. Um, <laughs> he just got smoked. Holy F bomb. Poor elk. He just got smoked. Hats off to Canadians. Jesse Dahlberg and Patrick Sengers, who witnessed an elk getting smashed by an avalanche and snapped into action to rescue the animal from an icy grave. The CBC reports the incident happened on February 3rd as the pair were watching railroad crews use explosives explosives to trigger avalanches near near Field, which is a town in southeastern BC. Um, I play the video, but there's some swear words that we didn't really buzz out. But yeah, you can watch the video, and they saved the friggin elk i could tell it was alive it was looking at me i could see its nose moving it couldn't move it was in that snow like concrete it was alive and i wanted to save it so they went over with the shovel and friggin dug it out man save the elk look at that happy little elk oh so you a young one or just the angle female female oh okay good story that is a really good story well, I guess unless the male lost its antlers, and but there's no antlers, so that's why I went <laughs> straight female with that. But cool, thanks Canadians. Say makes the world a better place, you know. Yeah, it's a good story. Thanks for sharing. Um, I know I I like the Shark Tank, but I don't. It's funny because I go through spells of watch. Sometimes I'm like addicted, and then I like can't stand the show. I think it sucks. So it just I go ups and downs through Shark Tank. But there was an outdoor business. Um, pitch dude on there the other day peter arlen founder and owner of colorado-based mountain flow eco which we 
have um, in the shop, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Chase has used it. He got his big shot on ABC's Shark Take on Friday night, and he got an, an investor. So that's good. Uh, two Sharks, Mark Cuban and Lori Griner, bowed out, but Kevin O'Leary and Barbara Corcoran and Damon, Damon John each offered to invest. After some haggling, Arlene decided John's proposal and accepted or declined John's proposal and accepted O'Leary's and Corcoran's joint investment of $300,000 into Mountain Flow for a shared 20% ownership of the company. He says, I was stoked on the deal to see them bump up the offer and provide even more money than I was asking for. It was a good show of faith. They were willing to compromise and they obviously wanted to come in on the deal. Heck yeah, dude. Get it. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's eco-based, eco-wax, so it doesn't destroy. Because when you go skiing and you're snowboarding, for those who are maybe a little unfamiliar, just kind of like surfing, you know, when you have wax on your bottom of your board, little bits of it comes off under the mountain. And if it's petroleum-based, that's bad. So eco-wax. You got your cat over there. Oh, you know it. can you make me a cat face? How do I do that? I think no, I don't know I how to do that. I can't put I, the filter I, on. The- I saw that video. It's so good. <laughs> He's it's so it's so sad. He's like, I'm really really I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat. I just don't know how to change. <laughs> and it's, oh, oh man, that's that's what we need right now. We're people who can't figure out how to change their their cat filter, <laughs> and it's like a law firm of attorney. I know. I'm like. Props for even getting it on there in the first place. That's pretty good. Um, all right, I'm gonna. That was a pure accident. Have to go to battle with my own wife, who uh, store manager of Kohl's, and of course I manage a specialty outdoor retailer shop. And Kohl's is bringing in Eddie Bauer to help bolster its active assortment. I think that's awesome. Good job, Kohl's. I like Eddie Bauer stuff. I think it's great. Kohl's will start selling the one. 100- Eddie Bauer makes some pretty nice stuff. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't they? Oh, for sure. Especially at the um, at the Coles level, you know, like that's a uh-huh. great brand for Coles. That's like I think like maybe Target or uh, maybe would have brought them in. Maybe they have Eddie Bauer. Maybe I bought Eddie Bauer from something from that Target years ago. But Coles will bring them in now, and that's good for Coles, I think, and probably good for Eddie Bauer. Uh, they're going to sell a hell of a lot more stuff. Coles carries a lot of fashion brands, so we'll see if Eddie Bauer does really well. They uh, Coles is sort of known for carrying these brands that are from celebrity people that you know they they, they make their own clothing clothing line or or home furnishings line, and then they will sell it at Coles. Some do well, some do not. Eddie Bauer's been around forever. Hopefully, this is a match made in retail heaven. That's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. We have to check out what they carry from them. Yeah. Like to what extent if they use like higher, higher level versions or that sort of right under and kind of like North face. You were, you were talking about North face before. Yeah. There's those different sort of levels of North face and, and it all depends on kind of who they're partnering with. Well, we have found that, um, when people come in and ask for snow pants, they're basically looking for, like a hundred dollar North Face snow pants. You know what I mean? Like they're not looking, they're they're not looking at the Patagonia three to seven hundred dollar shell. They're like, nope, I just need some snow pants. Where's the hundred dollar North Face ones or what? You know, and that's 
That's what they buy a lot of. And so if Kohl's is in around that that range of Eddie Bauer, the fifty to a hundred dollar whatever jackets and stuff, like they'll do they'll do really well. Probably around yeah, one fifty. So they sold this because of quarantine, because of COVID, the R V industry took off everyone bought rvs yeah this last summer yeah, they did yeah. all right and it's like well where are we gonna go camping and that's part of the problem is well all the campsites are full right so the national this is according to um wood what the heck is woodallscm.com i don't even know what this website is how did i get here uh, new park developments spring up across <laughs> North America. The National Rabbit Hole. <laughs> yeah. Rabbit Hole story. Yep, it is. The National Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds estimates that more than 53,000 new RV sites will be built across the country this year. The estimate Holy was based smokes. on the survey of 516 campground and RV park operators. It's like big business to build RV parks now because everyone has RVs and they need places to go. So um, KOAs and... All kinds of stuff. Good. Build more. Build more stuff. Look, so more in Florida, because this is great. Is drive the RV to the beach. Beach in Florida. Three giant ones in Florida. KOAs. Um, Gulfport in Mississippi. Lincoln West, Nebraska. North Carolina. Oklahoma. Couple of new KOAs in Texas. And a new KOA in West Virginia. Got to park them RVs somewhere. You know. What? RV you know. parks in Florida. What? Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of cheating. I think that'll do okay. All right. So worth watching. Um, I didn't get too far. I got five minutes into this. It's so good, though. It's got a good name. You know, Arbor, the brand. I forgot it was actually called the Arbor Collective, like the Banyan Collective. Um, I remember them. Yeah. Arbor. So my snowboard, my splitboard is, is an Arbor. Uh, they, you know, started... 25 years ago. So they have this new film, this documentary called Crossing the Grain, mindfully crafted for 25 years. Ooh, really On the way home, I stopped through Santa Monica to see my folks. Turn that down. And uh, reconnected with Chris. He said, look, man, I've started this, this little business selling sustainable wood from Hawaii. And what they're doing is they're cutting the standing dead or fallen dead trees. And they're selling the wood to fund the restoration of this land. And he wants me to be the guy who sells the wood. That's the and owner like, of Arbor. You want to be involved? You want to do this with me? And I, I was like, really? Chris was really good <laughs> at selling things, yeah. making me think they were the greatest things ever. And I, you know, wide-eyed, jumped into it with both feet. For me, I was an environmentalist. That's what I cared about. And I always knew that whatever I did uh, for work, the environment was going to be part of it. Right, so it's like a bio. Yeah, it really, it honestly, it's like a, it's like a forty-five minute advertorial. <laughs> but That's smart though, it, it is gets smart. Home a little bit better. That's pretty cool. Well, it tells the story, and it's re and it's really good to do. So, um, came out on February fourth, so it's brand new. Has a couple thousand, almost three thousand views on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and watch it. I would suggest it's worth watching. It was getting me stoked. On um, he grew up in the time of Z Z Dog Z Town Dog Boys, right? Wait, did I say it wrong? Z. Dogtown Z Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dogtown Z Boys. Um, yeah, skateboard movement there in Cali. So um, then he was like, yeah, let's make snowboards and, and skateboards out of reclaimed wood and wood veneers. When when the 80s, nice. 
were very, you know, late eighties, early nineties was very bright colors, you know, the, so he wanted to do more of a return to nature vibe with his products in the, I, I've always been a fan of Arbor, but that is worth watching. Nice. Good choice. Worth listening. And I don't know if you, you know, remember or know, I think Snowbrains' podcast is fairly new. They're only on episode 13. So I want to listen to this. I just, I put it on the hair because it's one that I've, I'm like checking to listen to, go, go back and listen to. Uh, Adrian Bollinger, Ballinger, um, Climber Extraordinaire. It's it's a Snow Brains podcast episode thirteen with Adrian climbing Mount Everest and K two without supplemental oxygen. I think this is going to be a really. I'm hoping this is a really good interview with him. Um, yeah, so I'm just putting it on the worth listening. There's a there's an idea. If you get bored, if you're looking for a podcast, seems like half the half the requests on Facebook these days are like, anybody got a good book or a good podcast? So I'm like, yeah, here's one. Maybe this will be something you can. I've listened to one of theirs before. I'll, I'll check this one out. Yeah. Gear 30 segment. Um, love outside sale up at Gear 30 right now. Remember Rumpel Blankets? We have a bunch of them, and they are on sale. Um, 10% off for your lover. Your lover, lover. Valentine's Day. Also some <laughs> kids gloves. Groove Life belts and Groove Life rings. Get her or him a ring. They're the cool. See, I've got the other brand because I got the the original brand we carried, but we sell Groove Life now. They're pretty cool. They come in fun colors and stuff. Also, we put have a ring on it. Put a ring on it, man. It's Valentine's Day. What are you thinking? Just quit wasting your time. Kinkos are on sale. Anyway, go to gear30.com. Okay, now for the moment we have all been waiting for, quite possibly the ugliest trail running shoe ever to debut. This is the North Face's. Ah! <laughs> ah! You should warn us next time. Warn Sorry. me. Sorry. It's so bright. They're so bright. If you <laughs> if you like to barbecue with a button up shirt on or mow the lawn and make sure that your white shoes are got a little green stain on them, you really like these trail running shoes. Uh, of course, Cody at our shop, our ecob guy, he's like, I don't think they're ugly. I like them. So maybe he likes them. I don't know. I. Maybe he's kidding. Yeah, uh, maybe it was those, sarcasm. Those are, those are those are those are your dad's trail running shoes for <laughs> sure. It's the North. Well, they, they look like next gen dad tip trail running shoes. They are, yeah, know. they're like next level. So that's the plain white Adidas kicks, like but with like a little fl- a little flare. Uh, the North Face. It's the New Balance, right? The white New Balance is the dad shoes. So this is a little nice. I don't know. It looked very similar. <laughs> the flight vective trail running shoes. Okay. Um, all right. So here's the top view. Top view looks a little nicer. That's not too too bad there. And there's a side view. Um, a little more gray. So they're they're white with a, sort of a gray back um, and mesh toes. Mesh over it's the like toes. It's got a little ankle sleeve. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Top view. Here, um, your tread work there. And then now, uh, this, this person says at the bottom of the, you know, the last picture says <laughs> they don't <laughs> they stay don't white stay. for very long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't mind those colors. Those are all right. That's, that's called out. dirt brown or trail brown. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, that's funny. Um, he'll tell drop a six millimeter, a TPE footbed, 3D molded heel counter, full length carbon fiber plate. Uh, maybe that's it's a rocker midsole. Here's the deal, though. They're 200 bucks. I, I can't in good conscience say you need to pay $200 for this particular trail running shoe. I have some topos that are like 120, 130. I, I swear by them. So uh, I'd like to demo these. If North Face wants to send us some, but we're, I'm pretty much, I love ultra and topo. And right now I'm in love with topo. And I don't think you could talk me out of that, especially for a six mil drop, but I don't know. There you go. It's a gear 30 segment. That's for that's our new dad segment. Yeah, our new our new dad segment. I think that's all. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, we'll head into the. Hey, and we're back. Uh, okay, quote of the week. What we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. Tim Ferriss. Whatever happened to Tim? Tim was like ev- on everything, everywhere. Now I don't ever see Tim. Where's Tim? You ever listen to Tim Ferriss podcast or anything? Uh-uh. No, yeah, I haven't for a while. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good quote though. Yeah. And okay. it, there's always some truth to that as well. So um anything else you'd like to talk about today? That's that's all I got, I think. No, it's another quick busy week. These weeks go by like this. Oh, I'm telling you what. Um for those of you that are listening that want to get a little art. Um, there's a new opening at Ogden Contemporary Art at the Monarch that opens. We're recording this on Wednesday. I think it opens uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday tomorrow's like a VIP opening, and then Friday is the opening night. And so, I think you come check it out. I don't know if you need it's an appointment only thing or not. You'll have to look it up. Um, but uh, I do know that you can also check it out virtually. Virtually, if you want to. yeah. And I don't know if you've ever checked out any of those 3D virtual tours of gallery spaces, et cetera. And they are, it's trippy. So like it's trippy. Like you can just, it's like, uh, they probably do it for homes. I imagine, you know, where you kind of essentially walk through it. Yes. Um, and you I've really feel like you're in it. Well, yeah. these gallery, the way they map these out, it's really cool. It's not the same. I mean, I'd rather go check it out. Cause you it's can pretty cool. scroll and zoom in and pretend like you're actually there kind of a thing. Oh yeah. And yeah. you can, you can find out more about the artist. You can play videos. I mean, there's some things you can't do in person that you're able to do online. You can really, you can check on the bios for the artist or artist statements, you know, that type of thing. But I, I'm pretty sure they're doing a virtual tour of that as well. So virtual check her out. Virtual tour. Yeah, that's virtual cool. Tour. <laughs> uh, thank you to banding one for powering today's 367th episode of the Ogden outdoor adventure show. Look for us on Facebook instagrammies uh apple Podcasts, spotify again we are on youtube uh thanks for listening to this as a podcast if you'd like to join us on the youtube and subscribe hit ding the bell hit the notification button because then you'll know when we post these and that's how it works we could use the subscribers because that would help us make money eventually uh on that particular platform so cruise on over to the youtube and give us a follow there um, because Todd asked you to do that last week. And so if you haven't listened smash yet, it. yes, get to smash the like or smash or it, follow or yep. the subscribe. 
If you want to chat with us, probably the best way to do it is to DM us on Instagram at Hogden Adventure. So last night we premiered a, um, a van sessions. I haven't posted one for a while. So it was the Snarling Yarns uh, mashup with the literally host, Case Johnston. And I think it, I thought it went well. I thought, and Case had a blast. He said, oh, your podcast is so much more fun than mine. <laughs> um. But this is... It was our, fun to watch. Uh, it felt weird not being there, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, it's, it was... It's a lot of... Um, a lot going on here in this one. So the Snarling Yarns, there's... In this particular sh song, we have a kazoo player. So I know many of you requested um, for our outdoor jukebox, something with a kazoo, please. So without further and ado... And not just any kazoo player. Right. Ofoam's right. own is yeah. that Reba playing the Reba, kazoo? Reba, Reba on kazoo. So as John Muir would say, the the mountains are going, or the mountains are calling, excuse me, <laughs> and we must go. Mountains aren't going anywhere. Apparently I'm going somewhere. Uh, this is Snarling Yarns on Van Sessions. Comes a kazoo. 